You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our review of round 10 and preview of round 11. This episode is brought to you by Chicharito's Tidy Whities. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, actually, brought to you by our amazing MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon supporters. It's because of you all that we are able to keep this going and your support. Thank you so much. If you're interested in learning more about our Patreon community, head over to, to patreon.com slash MLSFI. And thank you for everyone who did go up and update your uh, statuses with your different tiers. I have downloaded the spreadsheet and I'm going to start going through that and uh, providing some updates about this year's swag and coordinating everything from last year, which I already ordered. You can see if you're on us with uh, the stream right now, I've got everything, the buttons, the magnets, the stickers, everything from last year, and I'm just planning on sending it all out in one big batch. That's why I've been waiting. But I wanted to make sure we had the most up-to-date list before I placed the orders for this year to make that accurate. So thank you for everyone uh, who is new, who adjusted your your statuses, and everyone who's been with us for a long time. So thanks so much, everyone with the Patreon community. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partner in fantasy, Ashley Savage. How are you doing, Ashley? You know, I've been home for all of uh, 48 seconds, but I'm happy to be here. And we you. are happy to have On a you rescheduled here. day. We're just trying to make it work, guys. We're just it, It's <laughs> a makeup. It, you know, can. it's it's a rain delay, but fortunately we were able to yeah. get it rescheduled mm-hmm. during the same game week and back not on, on the a... pitch. Exactly, exactly. Points still count. That's right. Everything matters. Blaine is not with us tonight. Uh, he needed some time off. Uh, we sort of forced him to take some time off because he's had some some crazy times recently in his life. And so Ashley and I are just giving you a uh, I don't I don't want to call it a scale down. Melissa, I think we got a lot of good content still. And I'm going to find just... something to yell at you about for sure, just to give the people what they want, you know. But well, yes. I mean, they they want you yelling at Blaine like that's the banter sure. they want. And then I'm right. just here like, OK, let's right. just keep keep on going. So. So yeah. we'll see. But yes, we, we're we here for the content and glad yeah. to give it to you all. Uh, again, thank you for everyone who's joining us in chat. And uh, if you're interested in joining us, usually on Mondays at 9.45 p.m. Eastern, you're, we're here on YouTube and you can just jump in and say hello and chat with the community and send over your questions. But this was a good round. I was uh, a little concerned with it at the beginning, but I was pleased with how it went overall. So if you're in chat with us right now, go ahead and share your scores. I had some shares on on Twitter with some good results as well. For me, a solid 101 is is where I ended this round. I had some some good core picks that I think played out pretty well. A pretty fairly chalky team, I think I would say, but I, I think this was a week where some of the chalk really did did come through at times. Definitely options for those of you who did not go with that. But uh, Zella Captain had Mukhtar. Uh, Espinosa right there. I did not fade heel as uh, Tyler was mentioning last round uh, because I was not sure what would happen with the Cincy game, but could see things kind of going both ways. More on that later. Uh, I did go with the DC on the bench with with Pines coming in to give me some points, and I had the the uh, Takaoka keeperu that worked out for me when uh, Columbus did not. I know it was it was a pretty nuts. awesome awesome time, but of course. The, the big thing that worked for me is I've been doing more switcheroos lately. I know a few weeks ago I mentioned I wasn't doing switcheroos, but mm-hmm. my budget's in a good place. And now that's becoming more of a possibility, especially with these Sunday games. I've been able to save enough money in my bank to be able to activate a switcheroo, which in this case, I'm leaving a scrub 4.0 player on my bench. And I, this is a defender. I usually start with three defenders, two actually playing, and one is a 4.0 scrub. And then I have two defenders on my bench. I get to see the points from two defenders. And if I don't like one, such as this week, I had a Columbus defender with two points. I said, you know what? I'm going to probably get at least that if I go with a Minnesota defender. Threw that in, got eight points. So a very good bump and helped me win my head-to-heads. I uh, ended up winning five of my six head-to-heads. So it was it was a pretty massive round. Uh, happy with that. As far as some expectation versus reality, going to start out with New England versus my FC Cincinnati. We expected, or at least I, expected this to be a clash of two Eastern Conference Titans. And I think that's exactly what we got. That that was the reality. Um, 
We also, I expected potentially disappointing results from the midfielders. That's why Tyler was suggesting fading heel last week. And we also hit that. Uh, Acosta got a four. Heel got a four. Heel is one, though, that I still feel that uh, is just a situational. That was just Cincinnati putting up good a good fight and him and cutting down his options right there. Acosta, it's a lingering problem. I mentioned it before. He is not a go-to player for me. I think Cincinnati has better options when you're looking right there, especially at times on defense is what it's looking like with, with Cincinnati. So that was just a crazy back-to-back game, and I am in team hashtag that was a penalty when it comes down to Acosta and Farrell. So, uh, but I will tell you, I don't think the first one was, so that was a, a well-deserved PK save for New England. But that game pretty much went, I think, a lot as we expected from those two teams at, at how they're playing right now with, now with their form from the fantasy point of view. Uh, next, going to jump to Nashville and Atlanta. Again, caution was recommended for Atlanta picks here last week by Tyler. And that was the right call based on this result. 3-1 right there. Uh, however, the reality was that Almeida still tied Mukhtar's 11 points as the highest scoring player in that game. So both of them, 11 points right yep. there, even with the loss. So never fade Almada. I'm going to leave that up to you. But this is, again, we're seeing Mukhtar getting back into his groove. That's what we yep. were all hoping for. That's what we've seen for the last several games. So if you are not having him in your conversation, that that needs to be a guy who's right there. Also good to see Zimmerman coming back. That was a thing I know a lot of people were looking for with Nashville to decide if they wanted to lean in on them or not. And so he was there and that definitely helped. Columbus, Miami. I think the, this, this is a hard one because I ended up going with the crowd with this, but I think the expectation was that Columbus would come out on top over Miami mm-hmm. probably fairly easily and that this was going to be a good keeperoo and defender switcheroo option right here. The reality was that people were thinking of previous Miami teams. And as I've mentioned in the past, after I saw them play Cincinnati, Miami is impressive. They have some solid defensive skills. They have some dangerous attacking potential. And I think that needs to be respected for Miami. And we saw that play out in this game. So be careful if you're just lumping them in with Montreal. Who Blaine has a comment about Montreal for his section that we'll read later. So I'll, I'll leave that up to him uh but also of note uh Cucho was back so keep an eye on that for your Columbus options going forward and then Not the only last was he back we get the he goal scored a, a beautiful goal yeah no absolutely yeah. No. good point good point to point out so um and even with <clears throat> that that disappointing result Zella was not a bad captain option all things mm-hmm. considering so pretty solid option for for that result and then the last game I'm going to preview is Austin versus San Jose and there's not much to say here. Espinoza, Abobasi, goals on both sides. Yes, that's exactly what I expect pretty much every time San Jose plays. And as for Austin, they're still not consistent. Yes, Jerusi got a goal, but he's just not consistent. But when you're looking at these go-to players, we also threw about Espinoza as being a potential never fade. I don't know if we want to say that still, but mm-hmm. we saw that consistency there. Bobasi less consistent, but one of those go-to players. But these are the consistent people that we're seeing from San Jose. They're scoring, but they're giving up. And that's just that pattern is still holding out. And I'm here for it. I'm I'm here for it with, with that kind of production. Ashley, how'd you do? Um, the the boys, you guys know this. I did this thing where I looked at rosters for the first game, the early game. The morning game, I'm not used to MLS. Um And I just looked at my midfield. Um, I was busy. I was doing family things. And I mistakenly kept Brooks Lennon in my lineup. And not only in my lineup, but on my field. That was nothing I'd intended to do. Um, That wasn't some stretch of me trying to, you know, squeak out some offensive bonus points from a team I didn't think would get a shutout. Um, So that kind of derailed my weekend because that that player was supposed to be Gressel. Um, So that's... uh, eight point difference right there but i got 89 points and with that situation also good game donuts uh i won half and then lost two head-to-heads uh donuts kicked my butt uh and i'm happy to lose to to a top 10 player so i'll take it uh but with the lennon mistake um which 
Saturday mornings for me with my family schedule is tricky. So I blame myself for not being more prepared, but I also started Bernadash, which was a bust. Um, I had so many fours. I had Lowen, I had heel, uh, Shallowy was on my bench. So his four didn't count, but, um, generally, you know, just a couple of, of blunders on mine. I also went pines. I went taxi, uh, captain Zella had Mook and Espinoza, um, lost, uh, lost some points with the Columbus starting defender, uh, and then had, to, uh, Taco, Takeoka, Takeoka, say it again. Takeoka. So yeah, Tyler's mad at me somewhere right now. Um, which was great. Uh, so that, you know, I had some big hits, but I had some big swings and misses. So, uh, generally I'm, I feel okay. Uh, expectations versus reality. I, you know, for my Seattle Sounders going to RSL, I talked last week about how, uh, the Sounders generally don't do well at RSL. They generally don't hold them scoreless. They generally don't score a lot. Um, so I expected a pretty gritty draw and the reality was a gritty goalless draw. Um, Hebert and Jordan Morris really not showing much. A lot of people like them to start the season. I've been kind of cool on both of them for a couple of weeks now. Um, midfield for either team not producing a lot of uh, fantasy points. I know a lot of people had uh, Savarino still uh, for this round. But I think the biggest display of fantasy points was Alex Roldan again, um, coming through with bonus points, coming through with shutout, uh, a really good fantasy production from him. Uh, the next one for me was St. Louis and Portland. Um, I expected a St. Louis win. Honestly, I know we've gotten a minimal amount of flack about not being pro St. Louis. I'm pretty pro St. Louis, especially with fantasy. I was interested to see how they would do without Klaus. I thought uh, Gio Nakiti would slot in in that nine spot. It didn't look like he really did. I think he just got minutes played. Um, and the reality for this game was PDX basically showing up. Um, they won 2-1. Evander scored a PK. Yes, it's a goal, but it was just a PK. Um, it looked to me like no Klaus was a factor for them, but they're also just giving up goals. Um, and to give up goals like that at home to a team that's not scoring a ton was a little surprising. Um, the other game I wanted to touch on was DC United and Clip. And I expected DC to win, and I hoped for a shutout. Um, I went back and forth. Nahar was starting in a winner spot. Um, Pedro Santos. But I went deep Pines based on the Tyler wreck. Um, I did – I, like, I tinkered in and out of it, but I, I held tight to that, and he ended up being the – best point producer and the reality was a very shockingly dominant uh dc united performance so taxi got 10 uh outscored benteke but benteke still on the score sheet the defense balled out uh santos and nahar in there nahar back so cheap um into the lineup so yeah generally it was a it was a pretty good performance from them um blaine posted in 86 he said he lost every head-to-head -head. uh he's upset he apologizes and I will read his notes for, for sporting because that was a match that we highlighted last week. We talked a little bit about, do you pick up a defense from either of these teams? Because they're both doing pretty poorly. Who would you pick up from the offense? Is anybody going to go JFR or shallowy? I know Reed and I both did a, a shallowy bench play. Um, and just kind of deciding, you know, what do you want to touch in a game full of chaos? Um, and Blaine said that, Sporting Kansas City is now the hands-down worst team in the league, and they couldn't even score at home versus a very terrible Montreal squad. Montreal has had two straight clean sheets and scored in back-to-back -back games, and I want to highlight the player for them um, who I had never – oh, God. Can we phone a friend for Tyler really quick? Chonier? Chonier? Would you say that that's – it's definitely French – I mean, I say that's um, close enough for this show. Okay. Uh, with 15, and he is produced in back-to-back -back games with goal contributions, this cheap little midi for Montreal. Um, I just think that that – Blaine doesn't have, didn't have that results, but I think that that's something that's important to highlight. He has scored in back-to-back -back games. He's posted a 10 at Red Bull and a 15 – or burst Red Bull, sorry, and a 15 at Sporting. Now, I don't think Red Bull is a clutch team, and I definitely don't think that Sporting is – is worth much right now, but um, it's just something interesting to pay attention to, you know, as Montreal heads home for two, two home games against, I would say middle of the road teams in Orlando and Toronto. So, um, 
yeah, definitely a fantasy takeaway I was not prepared for from that game was the highest pointed player of the week. So chat has jumped in and has helped out Shonier. Shonier. I could have been farther. Like Shonies and Air, like Air Jordans. Air Jordans. Shonier. Got it. Shonier. Right there, showing showing our age right there. I'm going to throw in one more uh, piece of feedback as I I know we always kind of pick some teams and see where it lands up, and then I, I look through whatever's left. I want to take a quick moment to highlight Vancouver, Colorado, because we looked at Vancouver heavily as a switcheroo team or or a bench team, I think, for a lot of us. Uh, fairly <laughs> often, I think, Vancouver's been looked at as that. And so nobody mentioned this, but this game was a defender's paradise. Both of these teams are kind of struggling to score, so their defenders just came out massively here. Um, we expected this to be our keeperoo and bench fallback for many of our defensive players. That's exactly what we got. And I, and I think that was the expectation for, for mm-hmm. many people and why they were so common. But I want to point out, I think Gressel is worth every point million that he is right mm-hmm. now and will be for some time based on his next lineup of fixtures. Honestly, yeah. actually, in this next round of five games, Seattle's probably the one I'm most concerned about. But all the others I can really see potential for that. Since he won, that's coming up, maybe even after the next five could, could yeah. be tough. And that's a big travel. But there's a lot of good games in there for Vancouver. And so I think yep. if he's... And they're yeah. running late. Um, the way that, you know, the schedule has kind of put, um, you know, Vancouver and Seattle is, is when their home games, these Western coasted teams are kicking off at 1030. Right. Um, and so Russell and Vancouver defense have been great as kind of not switcheroo, but do you know what I mean? Like fallback defense, start two of them. And if you need to scrub one to bring in bench points, then you scrub one and you keep Russell, Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think that they're positionally a great defense to have based on the time slot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they've been doing well, especially at home, but also going, you know, away to Austin with a shutout and he, yeah, he's just producing away from home as well. I think he's definitely proven to be worth that money. Yep. Double digits last three games. And, and that's definitely kind of what we're looking for four games. The last four mm-hmm. uh, out of position as well. That's where a lot of that's being helpful coming from. Yep. But did want to point that out before yep. we move on. Um, yeah. Next five games, not huge goal scoring teams, right? Minnesota, not a big goal scoring team. Portland, not a big goal scoring team. FC Dallas hit or miss Sounders mm-hmm. depends, right? Cup game, Cascadia cup game. So, yes. I mean, that's, I said, that's, Probably one it's of also, the tougher teams on on the coming up. It's at Seattle too, so we'll see how they are in four weeks. Yeah, we'll, we'll lean on you. We'll lean yeah. on you right there. Okay, but, I'll be. So, Ones mentioned that. Uh, so that's what we have just from our fantasy focused takeaways right now. Chat's pretty light, mostly talking about pronunciations of names. Sure. Uh, and Tyler wants to know if we're talking about Pines. We I did mention Pines. Yes, he was Crushed a very it. a very great bench option right <laughs> now, and and I think that's the big thing for DC with me is. They are solid bench options for me, but I, I there are times that I'm just not sure what to expect from some of these DC games, but I find them to be excellent bench options, especially if they're they're playing early enough for to see those results. So yes, Tyler, um, we did give a shout out to your boy right there. Uh, otherwise, chat's talking about how we pronounce names, and that's just, we are sorry, we try, we can't watch them all, and that's that's just how we roll on this show, is we try our best. I will uh, brag that I recently got the four screen. So I am trying to watch more because I can watch four at a time. So Ashley Fancy. has less of an excuse is what I'm hearing. Exactly accurate. Yeah, I got to I gotta start writing these down. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but uh, there is a lot that's coming up for round 10. It's it's an interesting week, and I'm looking forward to, to hearing the comments from chat or seeing the comments from chat and hearing Ashley's takes. But first, we're going to start by covering our housekeeping right after this. And welcome back for our housekeeping section for this upcoming round. Uh, as always, we're going to start with our our league updates. Crow Rail Champions League, Half Century City is leading that with a record of 8-1-1. One, one. The Veterans League, Sombrero FC is on top based on points. Uh, in the homegrown league, we have Manischewitz United is the lone top with 9-0-1 oh, as the record. And then going down to our Discovery League, uh, apologies for your name, but we have Dejon Foreign Resident FC 
with a record of eight, one and one leading that league. So thank you so much, everyone who is in our pro rel league this year, the expanded pro rel league. I hope you are having fun and uh, engaging in play for ban playful banter when you can. Uh, over onto our other leagues, our Discord League. We still have nine teams tied with a record of 9-0-1, but it's sloppy stakes by points in that league. Patreon, we have three teams tied with a record of 8-0-1, and again, sloppy stakes by points. And then moving over to our MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational League, we have Black and Red, who is leading with a record of 9-0-1 right there as well. Uh, fortunately, his loss to me this week was in our Discord League and not in the Experts League where it matters even more. No, that's, that's <laughs> not true. They, ball, they all matter, but uh, I just had to mention that. We were, we were tied until points correction, so Skylar giveth and Skylar taketh away. That, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that is how it works out. Moving on to the actual round 11 right here. Everything starts on May 6th. Uh, at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're listening to us today, happy happy early May the 4th be with you. And if you're listening to us, then happy belated May the 4th. Be and also you. with you. And also with you. That's right. Enjoy Revenge of the Fifth. Mm -hmm. uh, so the Saturday games, we have several teams who are kicking off at uh, at that 1 p.m. time. Is that, did you put it in Pacific, Ashley? No, you didn't. Well, no, it it's 4.30. I did, it says Pacific, but it's 1.30 Eastern Time. Because I'm pretty sure... It's 7.30. Yep. Listen, I don't do maths. Yep. This is what happens when I the East Coast. <laughs> Quick correction. This is what happens when you let the West Coaster do They're the right. do the Quick correction. We have the games. I was like, that doesn't sound right. We have several games starting at 7.30 p.m. You. Eastern Standard Time. You're just making sure. I was like, that doesn't sound right. And there's a bunch of teams that are starting uh, right there. Then we also have a few teams at 8.30. And then we end with three teams. Not three games, three matches playing at 10.30. So if you're looking at those 7.30 games, they're going to line up best, of course, with the 10.30 games for your switcheroos that week. Fortunately, we do have Seattle Sounders versus Sporting Kansas City. Here's your 4.30, Ashley. That start at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday, May 7th. So again, the May 7th game on Sunday is at 4.30, but the Saturday, May 6th games start at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And of course, that makes Seattle and Sporting Kansas City the ideal teams to target for a lot of these switcheroos. The only team that we have on a buy this round is Columbus. Not a fantastic buy team for us because they don't have many of those 4.0 scrubs that we might be looking for. But you can definitely find some if you're looking at some of those 1030 teams. I know Austin has some. Uh, Columbus, I'm pretty sure, does have at least one 4.0 scrub, maybe as a forward, but there you can't you can't get them at every position. It's the it's the hyphen last name guy. As, there if, we go. as a striker, yeah. So check it out. Depending on your budget, you may not care to splurge on your scrub and look for a 4.5 or something like that. So enjoy, do. if you're people like Ashley, enjoy Filthy your budget rich. right there. Uh, we have nobody that's on a buy, but we do have tonight on Tuesday, uh, we of course have Champions League with Philadelphia versus LAFC. Be sure to watch that game. I think a lot of what you might right do now. this round, yeah, as we are recording. Uh, we'll pay attention. We'll play Six into minutes. this this round. So if you're listening to this podcast afterwards, which you will be, uh, be sure to check back out at that game and see what kind of updates you have right there and look at those Philly and LAFC lineups uh, just to see what that impact might be. Yeah, I will say both teams started full-blown tonight, as you would have expected. Mm -hmm. um, so interesting to see how that uh, affects the weekend. Yeah, it'll be good. It, it will be good for sure. Uh, I, I enjoyed the the article that was which team has more online with this Philly or LAFC over at MLS soccer. So, yeah, I read that too. Yeah. Uh, we will, we will see what happens at the end. Uh, so that's the quick little update for round 11, but we're going to move on to our suspension injury report from our mega reference. And this week it's Ashley with the update. That's correct because Tyler likes me better. Um, that's not true. A uh, couple of things. Uh, Van Zier, Red Bull still out for being a racist. Uh, DC United, Tyler, go ahead and spell his name for me in chat. Jeezy? Uh, that can't be it. We talked about him. He got arrested in Sweden for sexual assault. Um, I don't think anybody's picked him up, so it's probably irrelevant. However, more relevant, Pablo Ruiz, RSL, red card. Joao Paulo, Seattle, yellow card accumulation. I probably could have seen him on a couple of teams, but don't. Uh, Zach McGraw, interestingly, yellows for Portland. He'll be out. 
Um, some key injuries, Ayala for Portland, ACL season ending, he's done. Uh, Kellen Rowe had a knee injury. It looks like it's going to be short-term, no ligaments torn. Turan, Chicago is out. And then Degenic, uh for Columbus came out pretty early with a leg-slash-knee injury. Uh, and then a couple of important returns to note uh, that definitely affect fantasy this week is that Yimmy Chara for Portland returned to the lineup, and it sounds like Sebastian Blanco will return this weekend as well. Excellent. Thanks for that quick update. If you are interested in keeping up with the most up-to-date information about the injuries, call-ups, or anything else that goes on, or contributing your knowledge to who may or may not be available each round, head mm-hmm. over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community. On the side, you can look at our fantasy tools. The Mega Reference is there for everyone. It's a community project where we try to keep up where MLS just can't quite keep pace with who is available for the the greater good of the community. So head over there. Uh, the easiest way to find our Discord community is to go to mlsfantasyboss.com slash Discord. It is free. It is fun. And as I mentioned last week, there's a very sizable chunk of the top 25, maybe even the top 50 players, I would I would guess, who hang out in our server and are friendly and willing to provide advice. So head over there and check it out, mlsfantasyboss.com slash Discord. Uh, But next, we're going to be talking about our player targets for round 11. All right, welcome back for our discussion about the player targets for round 11, starting as always with keepers and defenders. And we have a lot of consensus this week. Uh, Blaine's not here, but he did provide his picks for us to mention. And we all agree that Celentano, as part of a keeper-roo, is something that we very much like. And then on the defensive side, we all like Gressel, we all like Alex Roldan, and we all like a Cincinnati defender. So we can share our, our thoughts there. But Ashley, what do you I at? very briefly need to backtrack. I know you hate this, but I'm doing it anyways. Uh, Barrero for New England was carted off. That's fantasy relevant. I don't know if it's fantasy relevant this week. I missed it on Tyler's notes. He did it right. I did it wrong. Uh, So I just want to say that at the top of this, uh, as we move into who we're picking up this week, don't pick Barrero because he's very injured. Uh, Yes. Solentano is my current. I'm well, that's not very even true. I'm going back and forth between Solentano and Clark. Um, I like Houston this week. Um, I think that, you know, I'm going back and forth. I won't decide until later, but I think you could go either way. They're both 8 million. I think that's what's kind of monopolizing my thought process there. Uh, And then Takaoka is who I'm going to um, over Stefan Fry because I currently want three field players for Seattle. I think you could pivot to Fry. Um, That's what Blaine has in his notes, depending on money. Uh, But I... Like him, he's due for a price rise. He's they're playing Minnesota, who's not scoring a ton of goals. However, I will say they did look a little threatening at home this past weekend. Um, but that's where I'm currently sitting. I will have Gressel. Um, I'm doing what I do each week, which is going back and forth between Barriel and Mascara. Um, Barriel got an assist, and then Mascara said, Hold my beer and got a goal. So uh I think I've continued to think that they're both kind of even I, I'd love to hear you elaborate more. I know we've talked about it kind of an awesome one here, but um, I I like them both. Um, I think Barrio gets more offensive. I think Mascara picks up good bonus points. Uh, Alex Roldan is a lock for me this week. Um, this will be the week where Sporting's offense gets it together, I'm sure, just because I said that. But um, Seattle's still scoreless, or Seattle's still unscored upon at home. Day game, Sunday game against the worst team in the league. Um, I think the stats are there. Um, and then I also like Teenage Hidebe for Houston. Um, I'm considering some Galaxy defensive coverage who are playing Colorado, who's also not scoring well. But the Galaxy are like the second worst team in the league as far as I'm concerned. So I just get kind of nervous about it. And, um, you know, that might be a, a bench play for me, but... I, I would think that, that that's kind of a sneaky defense right there. But like I said, I just don't don't trust them very much. Um, and then the one player that Blaine has uh, from his picks that I didn't reference or Reed won't reference is uh, Richie Larea uh, is producing a bunch of points for uh, for 
Toronto this week. Uh, you know, New England is is coming up there, so uh, I don't know how consistent that could be. Uh, but he's last week posted five bonus points in a clean sheet. So uh, he's 9.2 million, which is getting pricey up there for a team that doesn't get a ton of shutouts. Uh, but that's uh, definitely a, a differential from, from Blaine right there. Yeah. Uh, as for me, I'm, I'm looking at the Takaoka keeper with the Celentano as well. And um, I, I like the potential of Celentano. He's been doing good work has a, yeah. I guess almost as many clean sheets this season as Cincinnati had for their first three years. So definitely a better unit mm -hmm. as a whole back there. Tyler calls him a a trap, and that he believes that DC United is going to score, and and that's totally fine. If I mean, if you believe that 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 could happen, DC's got some talent there. Um, there are other options that even we haven't haven't covered. I'm a I'm just worried. Fry one's a great a great shout. Uh, that is a later game so that you you'd have to balance that and see what you like but not unreasonable uh another comment from from black and red in, in chat that says clark as a better option to Celentano with better results with a similar price uh houston is another that, team yeah. yeah another team absolutely to to be considered right there uh to add to what you were saying and then another one klinsman at, at la galaxy going up against mm -hmm. colorado uh they're at home could be something that's maybe a little bit easier on the budget in general, I've seen some other comments about some some pure budget keeperoos. It might work. the The best budget keeperoo is to not keeperoo and to just roll with one player. Yeah. I mean, it's it's likely you could find one of the premium keepers and just roll with that, or just just know that of the players of the positions, sorry, within the game, there is the least variance with with keepers. I mean, just playing in a game for ninety minutes is one of the largest significant contributing statistics to a high keeper um, point total. Mm -hmm. The highest one is recovery. So find a keeper who gets a lot of recoveries and that's going to be a good guy. But um, Hey, Petrovic got me an assist two weeks, two or three weeks ago, You never know so. what's going to happen. So, uh, but there's, there's not a lot of difference. So, I mean, you can easily, if you're strapped for cash, just pick one that you think is, is a great source at lineup IQ, a great resource to look to for some, some predictions for that. Uh, but yeah, I think you have several keeper options as well. Uh, yeah, Barial Mascara. Barial definitely the more offensive focused one, but Mascara does get up there. So if you're looking yeah. at Mascara versus Miazga, Miazga is going to be hanging back there. He's going to be racking up those passes, but it's Mascara who's more likely going to be getting into the fray more times outside of set plays like they're both going to be up there for that but he just tends to wander up there at times yeah. and, and there he is but he still does some stupid stuff gets away with some fouls does does some weird things uh but he is coming through with the points he and barial very close to their production and uh, i'm actually looking at mascara this week myself um mostly from some of the more bonus point generating potential that he has uh with his being that more defensive first minded minded player uh, mm -hmm. another one that i have is also zimmerman on that list he's he's back this round or he came back last week and so that's good chicago not a strong offensive team i think that's another easy one you could even add willis to our list of of keeper mm -hmm. options if you're Agreed. looking at that that's one of the 830 games so it's not going to be as friendly for any keeper options unless you want to use something with that seattle game at the end uh quick check right there so yeah all right, so let's move on now to our midfielders. Ashley, you can go ahead and kick us off again. Yeah, uh, our consensus pick was Mukhtar. I think we all like him. Um, and I had a lot of similar names to Blaine, so I will just say that we overlapped a lot. Uh, I like Nico. Um, I'm a little worried having Joel Paolo out, what that might mean for the Seattle midfield. Um, I like Herrera for Houston. I do like Almada. Uh, for Atlanta, even though, um, you know, he is on the road, right? Am I right with that? Yeah, I'm trying to pull yeah they're on the yeah. road again. Yeah, in, at Miami, which is a tough place for them to play historically. Um, but his point production is just, I can't ignore it. Um, one thing I want to talk about, and I, I know you have him in your team. I see that Blaine had him in his. Um, I am, it's not a hill I'm going to die on, but I'm going to say it like like it is. I am not here for Evander this week. Um, and the reason for that is the biggest reason is because Yimichara and Blanco are 
Blanco supposedly will be ready, are back. Um, I don't like that. He doesn't score real goals. He scored a penalty. Everyone was obsessed with him. It took a lot of people several weeks until he got like really injured, injured to start fading him. Um, I don't think that this is a pick that makes a ton of sense. He's 8 million, which is cheap. Um, I'm picking up Poosh at home against Colorado for 8.8 over, over Evander. Um, I think that Portland is finally getting some of their pieces back together, but they're not fully healthy. And we're still trying to see where he plays in the lineup against St. Louis. He was a two in a four, four, two Evander, but he's supposed to be a 10. So with Yimmy here and possibly Blanco, the question kind of is, does it take away from Evander's point production? And I think that it probably will. I talked to Tyler about this on the way home, as you told people, I was in this crazy traffic and had very little service. And I called Tyler to literally have this conversation. Why Evander? I, I called him. He's like, why are you calling me? I said, why Evander? Sell me. <laughs> like, what? what is that this week? Why am I seeing that? What, you know, I, I, I didn't have a ton of time to, to get in on discord about it today. Um, and a, a lot of people are saying that the, the playmaker against Austin all season hasn't ever produced less than, I think Tyler said six points. Um, and I hear that. And I don't think Austin is very good. And I think Austin coming into a venue like Portland is something to, to look at, but I don't know that Evander is going to be the 10 in that lineup. And they're really shuffling the front of that team around a lot with the midfield and the strikers as they work through injuries, new players, young players. Um, there's a lot of teams I would trust to bet against Austin. I'm not sure that Portland is a team I trust to bet against Austin. And again, I want to remind Fair. people that his goal last week was a PK. Um, so it is good to note he's on PKs. Um, but yeah, I am just not, I also think obviously I'm a little biased. It takes a lot for me to pick up Portland. Tyler said something to me that rang really true. If this was Diego Valeri against this current Austin in a heartbeat, I'm picking him up. If this was healthy two seasons ago, last season, Sebastian Blanco against Austin, I think I'm picking him up. I don't know enough about Evander. I haven't seen enough consistency from him. I haven't seen enough consistency from Portland to know that he's really playing as their 10. Um, so again, not the hill I'm trying to die on. I've just seen him mentioned a lot today and I wasn't able to engage with people about it like I would like to. Um, so for me, he's not in my team. I would rather have Nico. I would rather have Pooch. I would rather have Almada, um, than, than, than him. So, but read, sell me on it. Why? No. So I get everything you're saying, and, and I don't know if I'm going to give you the hard sell, but I can give you <laughs> sure. some of the thoughts that went through my mind when I was considering this and you make very valid points. And the ultimate caveat I'm going to say, based on what you said is, um, he he seems to be a player that for this round would definitely merit seeing a lineup before you mm -hmm. make a final call for. Sure. But I think you're focusing on the wrong stat from this okay. last round, that being his goal and it being a PK. Because I think if you look at his last two rounds, he had a very strong showing against FC Cincinnati. He was in the fray. He mm -hmm. was very dangerous and, and threatening. Got four shots. He had the PK against st louis mm -hmm. but he also had seven shots during that game because mm -hmm. he was which playing team, as a two right he, he was playing, playing as a two as a but he, had, he had seven shots which team is number one right now in total shots against i'm leaving you, you. know that's rhetorical because you the know the answer I is know. austin fc okay <laughs> so he was racking up shots okay. last couple of games and he's going up against a team that is giving up a lot of shots themselves an inconsistent yeah. team. And that is what's piqued my interest in him going into this round. Excellent point about the players coming back. Excellent point about how that's going to position him mm -hmm. in the lineup, which I, I will concede that would be worthy of saying, this is a guy that I may want to have be a uh, a lineup call that'll be difficult because yep. it'll likely be 9 30 
at best when you see this game, see him. And so your options are going to be moving to someone within LA, Colorado, Vancouver, Minnesota, or Seattle, Sporting Kansas City. Which that I think might you make could it do, too risky. right? Vancouver, Gold, maybe LA Galaxy, Pooch, or um, yeah, who's his, who does Reed love every week? Um, no, I, I, what's I like, his, what's I, his name? Not uh, Brugman. Switch talking about. Yep, Brugman. Um, and then yeah, there's going to be a couple options in the Seattle midfield too. But yeah, so I, yeah. I think I think you actually have have those options right there. But that's why I was looking at Evander, and it was a lot of it because of that production and what Austin has been allowing. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, not my hard sell, but I think that's sure. the other missing piece that I would throw into that conversation to to consider. Yeah, um, which is interesting because I want I, we said this in our preview, right? I want to like him. I love a ten. You know me. I love, I love picking up a new uh, a hot new 10 to the league, but he hasn't sold me on him being that yet. And that's what yeah. we were pitched preseason, right? And so I think he burned I never I didn't pick him up, but he burned a lot of us in the beginning. Um I, yeah, I just I, I did I was surprised to see his name. And so I Absolutely. wanted to understand it. So yeah, that makes sense to me. No, great, great talking. And I think he's not a guaranteed number five overall player, but worth I think consideration and seeing maybe looking at, at the lineup going forward. Uh, other players I throw out there, you already touched on Mukhtar. Thank you very much. Two players that I think are worth keeping an eye on tonight for the games mm-hmm. and seeing what the lineup looks like. Uh, Gazdog is a player that I'm considering because I want to see. He was part of our never fade conversation last week where a lot of times his, his, he's been impacted by these CCL games, but when he's mm-hmm. been there, he's been producing. So mm-hmm. I want to see what's happening this week because I'm, yeah, I think I'm Red not Bull against that. Yeah, yeah. Red Bull's yeah. not a strong team. And so I'm I'm open to that. Yep. Maybe maybe throwing Wagner in there for a defensive option as well. Like I'm open to seeing mm-hmm. what's what's coming in with Philly. Espinoza, yep. another one. I want to see that LAFC lineup because this will be a tougher game for, for San Jose. And yep. I could see this being a time when you fade Espinoza, as others have mentioned. I don't think he's a solid in in that top five. However, we've seen him play in some tougher games before where he's ended up falling back and he's gotten a lot of defensive production there that's mm-hmm. offset some of the loss and the attack. Now, do you want to be spending that much money on a player who might get you seven or eight based on some ball recoveries and, and some blocks? Mm-hmm. Maybe not. And so going yeah. with that more offensive option is, is uh, might be more to your liking, but let's see the yeah. lineup, see what LAFC rolls out after this CCL game. Yeah. Otherwise, like Pooch as well, uh, again, the shots, he's back after having that week off with the red card. So mm-hmm. hungry to s- looking to see what kind of hunger he has in there. Other names to consider, uh, Herrera, I think, also has to be in that list. I Not haven't. as consistent, right, as yep. the the other players. Um, let's see, I mentioned him because he wasn't, we all didn't have him. So, like, I could talk about him, yeah. too. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. He's not been as consistent, but I, I, I like that option, Houston versus RSL. I think that's that's definitely... Uh, very tempting that he should should be in there. I was I was wanting to hear your thoughts on Ladero because just based on that Sporting Kansas City matchup, I'm like three. Give me three Seattle players, but yeah. he's been inconsistent, and so I'm on the fence about him. But I want a player like that. I just don't know if he's the one I'm going to want. I would take Christian Espinoza over Nico Ladero this week. I think that um, Nico Ladero's point production has been minimal. Um, I think that without Joao Paulo there, I don't know if that will be positive or negative because Joao Paulo tends to kind of float with him and in sync with him. Um, and so I want to bet against SKC, right? That's your thought process too. I want to bet against SKC, uh, Nico at home, Nico's on some corners, some free kicks, PKs, uh, but he's just not producing enough for me. And so, uh, with like I said, yeah. with with Joe Paulo out this week, I'm on the fence with him. I think Espinoza is better. Nico's nine point eight, you know, so he's not as expensive as some of the other midfielders, but he's not as expensive for a reason. I won't even entertain a Leo Chu conversation. So thank you for not trying to have it with me. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I, I you can't bench Nico because he's the last game, right? Uh, that just practically it just wouldn't make sense. Um, but I think that. He could pop. This is the if he's gonna finally pop, this is the game he's gonna pop against SKC. Sure. Um, but I think it's a little bit of a gamble. So 
And you already mentioned Almada as well. So I don't think I need to go into any more from yeah. there. Honorable mentions based on seeing some in chat and just, just to throw some other options up there. I think this is a rich midfield week. Uh, I know mm-hmm. we've maybe last week felt a little strapped, but I think this is a rich midfield week that you're going to make for some tough decisions. So Gold's name come up in chat. I want to like Gold. I like Gold. I like I like 2022 Gold, I guess I should say. Like mm-hmm. I liked him back then. He's not been consistent mm-hmm. in getting those points like we would have hoped a lot of the Vancouver offense has not been consistent for us. And so that's why Vancouver has been more of a defensive team for me. But I am hesitant with Gold. Also, Minnesota's been getting some defensive chops on themselves. So I'm I'm not sold that this is the game where it's going to pop for all those players. Sure. Could easily happen. But he's definitely lower on a list of, of what I would look at as a target midfielder. Um, and then some other just teams, like you can go to whatever player you like to jour. They have some different options. Orlando away at Montreal. Orlando's been doing some good things. Players have been getting some points. Could be an option there if you want to look at them for some differentials. See what Tyler gives you this week. And maybe even New York City FC going up against Charlotte. Um, tend to like New York City at home more with that crazy small field. Uh, but Charlotte has uh, not been strong. So you could maybe have some differentials right there as well but that would definitely be on the lower end of uh, not in my top five for sure. But yeah, that's if, if you're thinking that I understand. And so I want to acknowledge that your feelings are real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quick check over at chat. Um, yeah. Patrick says Almada and Gigi are the only reasons to uh, Atlanta aren't sitting with sporting Kansas city. That's true. I mean, they've been getting the points. The, the, the chemistry is the big thing with, with uh atlanta that's impacted them a lot i think we've seen that on the fantasy side as well all right let's move on to talking about our forwards and as far as a consistency pick we all like seattle but that's about it where we stand so ashley happy to elaborate so everyone got very excited when justin morris started scoring goals as the nine right um, he hasn't been playing as the nine since Rui Diaz got hurt again. Rui Diaz started scoring. They shifted Jordan Morris back out to the wing. Uh, he and Chu no longer connecting. Uh, Rui Diaz got hurt again. They started sw- slotting Bear in in the nine. Uh, I I did not say Justin Morris. Uh, <laughs> I am picking Jordan Morris this week because I like Jordan Morris to score. Shoot. I guess I did. Um, I like Jordan Morris to score in this game over Bear. Bear, since he's come back from injury, hasn't been producing as much. Again, that was kind of a hot pick the first couple weeks of the season, Bear. Um, he is playing as the nine, but I don't particularly like Bear over Jordan Morris this week. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Um Again, I'm just kind of nervous to see where these points are going to come from. Seattle's offense hasn't wowed me um, the past few weeks uh, without Christian Roldan. It's just been, you know, a little interesting and less consistent. Chu not getting, uh, you know, on the score sheet still. um, He's not blowing me away with his point production in fantasy either. Um, So I think Jordan Morris is is the good pick. He's a decent amount of money. I think he's 9.7. Um, but what? Uh, do I have a, a great, a oh. uh, great call from Chad? A bear, more like D plus bear. Yeah, since he's come back, I think I would agree agree with that statement. But you know, I think that this is a team, um, that that he could pop against. I think a nine against that really shitty defense could go well. Um, and Hay bear's gonna play. A bear's gonna play in that nine spot, not uh Jordan. So. I could see the argument for either. I'm sticking with Jordan Morris, uh, not because I can't get his name right, but mostly just because he's my son's favorite player and I feel obligated um, on a game week where they're playing, um, you know, the worst team in the league and they're playing them at home. Um, but if Jordan Morris is at the nine, that's a no-brainer for me. So I, if you're going to pick a Seattle striker, I would budget to have him for that lineup because if he's starting at the nine for some reason – uh, I love him there. So I'm also looking at, just to get off the the Seattle train, um, I'm also looking at Bawanga. Bawanga's starting. Um, I think he could do some damage up in San Jose. But again, that's very lineup dependent for me. I have a backup plan for him um, 
depending on what they roll out. Uh, I also like Pedro Santos as a bench play this week, Reed. I don't know how you feel about him as, as one of your guys. Uh, he produced a lot less this past week than he did the first weekend uh, where he was starting. And I'm also considering Chicharito. Chicharito is, is very much a goal-dependent striker, um, and I know that. But Colorado coming to LA Galaxy, I think, is a, is a decent look. Um, again, Chicharito would probably be a bench play for me. And I do understand that I just listed four strikers, but uh, I have to have a backup plan uh, for Buanga not starting or not liking. Uh, oh my gosh, I did say that name wrong. I'm sorry, Tyler. Uh, I have to have a backup plan for Buanga, and I think that backup plan might be Chicharito just to go cross town. So, uh, yeah. Yes, and the clarification: Sergio Santos, not Sergio Pedro Sa- Santos, not Pedro Santos. The Pedro, DC Pedro at DC on defense is right. Yeah, Having Sergio a day, Santos. You guys. This is it's, why we rescheduled. We're all just really trying. Just, <laughs> this just re- week is not our week. <laughs> Ashley's going to rename her team to Jake Skywalker FC, and that's Jake Skywalker what it's going to be. Uh, no, as far as as far as Sergio Santos, uh, totally understand that pick. I think it's definitely a bench pick there. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I, I like him. The the comment Blaine said to me was that I needed to make a comment on how many more times we were going to see Brenner before he leaves. And I don't know. Just yeah. to be there, I, I don't know. I imagine he will not start. He will likely be a sub so that we can get yeah. used to him not starting. I would assume at least he will feature in the final game with the crowd. But I don't hate having Sergio Santos there. He's He's been a good target. He's been a good holdup player. Uh, and I think that can translate into some good fantasy points if he starts getting some of those crosses and assists that a lot of forwards don't get of course we want goals he tends to be a boomer bust player like he's either like a one or a goal like that that tends to be what he is and he is not a 90 minute player so he is he is definitely a bench option for me if you want to have him but i don't hate him i I don't hate him at Mm -hmm. all as as a fantasy option especially in the right setups And, and dc could could give him that opportunity for sure uh, let's see here. Just looking at, I lost my my place in the list. Um, I like Chicharito. Like he's he's the only other mm-hmm. one I had on my list. Like I was looking at at Seattle and I was looking at Chicharito because again, back to the rhetorical questions. Ashley, who is the number two team in the league for allowing shots against them? Uh, would that be Colorado Rapids? Ding ding ding! Absolutely, yes. you win. <laughs> that you don't have to name your team Jake Skywalker FC. Perfect. Uh, and so Chicharito got three shots last week. He got four shots a few weeks ago against LAFC. He only got one against Austin, which was was disappointing, but it was a goal. So we'll we'll take that. Uh, but if he's getting some shot numbers, if Putra getting some shot numbers, then I, I like that option against, mm-hmm. against uh, Colorado. And maybe we'll see what underwear he's wearing again. I hope so. I hope it's spotty, like something with a print. (laughs) I just feel like that's more his vibe. We'll see. I mean, I think you have some other forward options if you want to throw them in there and and just see what happens. I will say, I did see a Boba scene chat, and I'm not going anywhere near that. LFC would have to rotate so hard, and he's just so inconsistent this year. I, I, yeah. I'd be, I'd be more willing to run with Espinosa in a more defensive oh, yeah. situation because he can get those bonus points. I just, yes. I just wouldn't, I would see that dry up for, yeah, for him. But um, me. I think, I think you've got a lot of options there that you can look and we've covered a few of them. There'll be more. Be sure to check out the discord community to see what other sure. options people are considering. Quick check. Over is talking chat. about Campana. And I think that that is interesting, but I think he hasn't produced until last week. Um, but I mean, his goals were great. His performance was great up in Columbus, and now they're at home against Atlanta. Uh, who backup backup keeper? Not super solid defense. Home game. I mean, maybe I'm not going to do it, but I I I don't hate the shout. New England. They've got several forward options right there. Bo's back do in they? the mix. Are they all healthy? Okay. <laughs> uh, Bo and Wood came back as as subs. Uh, you can do that. They're on the road. They are going against a Toronto team that has gotten some clean sheets, mm-hmm. uh, but has also been very willing to to give up multiple goals during a game. So I, I think some of that's uh, bench play 
I would say I, I think I'd rather go with like a Chicharito in a promising home game uh, and then roll the dice on a Seattle forward versus that. But but I could see I can see your thought process there because Toronto has not been consistently solid in the back, even though Sean Johnson, mm-hmm. heck of a goalkeeper there to go against. But um, mm-hmm. I get it. I get that one. There is that kind of roulette, though, system. So if you wanted to go with New England, you probably just have to wait and see what the lineup is as well. Uh, let's see here. Okay, that's all that we see. I see from the chat right now. Going on to wrap it up with our uh, captain target, and uh, it's it's a consensus. So Ashley, shall we say it on the count of three? One, two, three. Mukhtar. Mukhtar. There we go. Yeah. Yep, we we all like Mukhtar as yeah. our our captain pick this week, and I think correct me if if I'm wrong, Ashley, but we don't rate Chicago very high. We yeah. uh, like the form that Mukhtar is on. And I think both of those together just make four good captain combinations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. I think uh, if this Atlanta game was at home, I would, <laughs> would go Almada, but it's not. Uh, I think the Chicago matchup and the, and the like you talked about earlier, the stretch he's starting to go into Mukhtar, which is what we were hoping to see with not just goal contributions, but a little bit of bonus points too. Um, yeah. I just like him this week. Who would your number two be? My number two would, that's a great, great question. Um, My number two would probably still be Almada. Um, I don't know that I've ever, captaining a road midi is, is, is tough. And he just, you know, put up a, another road performance that was pretty decent. Um, But maybe Hector Herrera at, at home or, or if I like that, that San Jose lineup versus LA FC, I could see an SB cap, but um, Almada was probably would probably be my second, um, just based on Miami. Even though he's on the road, especially yeah. if Gigi's back, um, I, I haven't seen where that's at, but yeah, that was a good. I thought about both of those players as well. Again, really want someone from that Seattle team, but there is questions about who it would be. Some questions Super about the the numbers. Alex rolled and... is who I would tell you the captain if you're going to captain. <laughs> Anybody from the Seattle team. But hating that last game, yeah. uh, Captain, is always super stressful. Quick look over at chat. Uh, yeah. Um, Doesn't it give you anxiety to pick someone to captain in a, the only game on a separate day? It does. No, 100%. I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, people agree that Almada as the number two pick here. Um, oh, no, that's that's a that's a great, great shutoff is uh, potentially Gressel. As a captain pick, uh, I, I could see that being very viable. Yeah, I, I lost probably round number head three this past week with someone who captained Gressel, and yeah. I lost by just a couple points because of it. So yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think that has its place with his where he's playing out of position and with mm-hmm. his cons- mm-hmm. points that uh, and like like the matchup. Uh, I mean, I, I like the matchup because he doesn't have to score. Like even if Minnesota comes out yeah. with that strong defense. Him yep. getting a clean sheet is also still a very welcome number of points for, for our captain. So mm-hmm. excellent right there. Well, thank you so much, everyone who joined us tonight. Uh, and uh, that's all that we have for the show. It's It's been fun. Again, Blaine didn't join us because he's having some time off. We're going to encourage him to do more of that because he had a stressful week. So be sure to hit him up on Twitter or hit him up on Discord and just let him know that you're thinking about him and that he needs to just kind of chill with his fam. Uh, but we're going to hit up some of our plugs tonight. Ashley. As you know, I'm terrible at plugs, so I just want to shout out specifically from Discord, Tyler, for having a random blind phone call for me to talk before I love the show that to, so, much, so much to help me help me prep this. Um, and also, just you know, everybody who throws ideas around on there, it's I think it's impossible to copy, and it's just so great to collaborate and just kind of understand the thinking and the thoughts that go behind some of these picks, um, and just kind of the you know different avenues of thinking so we get a lot of support from them and everything like that but um i just really appreciate the conversations that that people have sometimes going going into who what and why so yeah shout out to tyler and everybody else and of course shout out to the discord community as always where so much good conversation goes down uh head over to mls fantasy boss for our articles tyler took the week off last week because he was on the show and shared Mm -hmm. everything with Mm -hmm. you so no differentials uh week or differentials article that week, but should be getting back to that uh, this week. And be sure to participate 
in the Discord community poll that we have each week. It's your opportunity to uh, share your thoughts. It doesn't have to be your team. It can just be players that you do, like kind of like what we do here. We list off the players, uh, may not be able to afford and may not actually have them, but players who you do think are top for each round. It's sort of our Discord community version of the official MLS Fantasy Rankings article that comes out each week. Uh, and it's, it's just a fun little time to participate in that. Christian does a great job with getting that organized and posting that in the pinned thread in the main channel each week. So participate in that. And remember, that's the f- you get fewer at posts from me the more people who participate because I try to shoot for certain thresholds of participation each week. So there you go. Other than that, thank you so much, everyone who joined us tonight. Again, sorry for... Uh, the word schedule we should be back to monday for round 12 so uh, be on the lookout for us then but as always good luck